I'll go ahead and start. <clears throat> Do you remember the words? Most of the time. <laughs> All right. It's me, it's me, it's TDP, it's the Throwing Dice Podcast, the hobby-centric podcast with a Chinese food problem, uh, when we talk about tabletop role-playing games, tabletop wargaming, and all the beautiful hobby that goes within. Uh, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and play a girl bunny? Hi, I'm I'm Uncle Curtis. And I've got a whole tray of Krispy Kreme uh, and Grant Wheels. <laughs> Grant and Curtis here today with our first interview ever, Miss Heather Armstead. Let's go ahead and have a round of applause for Heather Armstead. Good to meet you, Heather. Hi, thanks for having me. So um, before we get started on that, let's go ahead and uh, throw out any social medias that you want to, um, you you want people to follow you on. Do you have anything like, uh, you you do have an Instagram that we follow. Uh, Anything else you want people to follow you on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Real Iron Hand. And your Instagram? That is. I'm actually having to look it up now. This is how terrible Uh-oh. I am at social media. <laughs> I am. <laughs> right. Are you ready for this? I am the underscore real underscore iron underscore hand. Underscore underscore underscore. <laughs> underscore, um, underscore. Now we. <laughs> We love to do on this podcast, what we love to do is um, highlight hobby heroes and and we like to share the hobby love. It's a whole segment that we do uh, in every episode where we find people on Instagram and uh, people who maybe don't have as many followers as we think they need to have. And we shout them out on our podcast and hopefully use whatever pedestal we have to uh, to prop them up a little bit. I have a friend named George, a uh, shout out friend of the podcast, George, what up, George? And George said to me, you got to follow this chick, the real iron hand. She needs a shout out on your show. And I went and checked out your, uh, your Instagram page. And instantly I knew exactly that we had to talk to you. It wasn't, it wasn't just going to be a shout out. We had to talk to you. So oh, thanks, George. <laughs> yeah, George, what's up, George? Uh, and what we can do right now is kind of get your background as a hobbyist. When did you start playing uh, tabletop war games? Oh, right. Okay. Well, if we're going back to my origin story, uh, then uh, my big brother used to play Warhammer 40,000. Uh, he had a, an original metal Harlequins army. Um, oh, wow. Although I was too young, really, to get involved. I mean, this was back in the oh, 80s, late 80s. I used to sneak into his room and steal his white dwarf magazines. Um, and then when I eventually got into gaming myself, I uh, played Warhammer Fantasy Battle about a billion years ago um, in fifth edition and painted some Bretonians, uh, which was most of my 
original hobby experience. Um, nice. And then, then life fifth kind edition. of happened. Yeah, fifth edition. Remember the Bretonian Lizardmen army box? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was the Bretonian Lizardmen one, wasn't it? So were yeah. they core box? Core box Bretonians? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had the 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 like the um, Warhammer starter box, and then I had the battalion box as well of Bretonians. Um, those were the days. Were they and, were they painted up in all sorts of gaudy colours? Right, do you want, <laughs> right. Are you ready? Strap yourselves in, guys. So, because I'm a massive role play nerd as well, my Bretonians um, all had the correct um, heraldry to the point where you could tell which ones were first, second, third, or fourth sons by the uh, by the designs on the shields. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hello, I think we'll find this is the second son. Um, and yeah, I, oh, I got well into it. They had a backstory and, you know. So, wow. So you went really fucking in depth on that. Like I, I play a lot of Blood Bowl and like I will first, second, you know, first and second name every player on my Blood Bowl team. Like I have little, little stories, little backgrounds for all of them and stuff like that. But like designing heraldry and things like that for your uh for your rank and file that's pretty fucking that's pretty in there man <laughs> too right you know let's let's not muck about here we're going in hard <laughs> mm-hmm. so that must mean that you have you you have a lot of love for that army you've curated that that force and you really like put a lot of yourself into that yeah I did. Um, I mean, I I was doing it at a time in my life where I was kind of struggling with um, my first proper uh, job and a lot of stress moving around. Um, So it was nice to be able to just get some escapism into into my life and to sort of marry up the creativity of designing the paint schemes with my interest in history and you know, it just all came together really well. Uh, and obviously with the announcement that Britannians are coming back for the old world, whenever that uh, comes a- around, I'm really excited to bust them back out again, dust them off and uh, and play some more. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Grant and I are really excited for uh, old world. So well, that's good. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We've, we've, uh, we've been playing a lot of... Um, What's it called? Warhammer Armies Project, Grant? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't played a lot of that lately, but that was one thing we kind of went head over heels for uh, when we first found it. It's really good. Uh, it's like a ninth edition fan-sourced, I guess. Well, not fan-sourced, crowd-sourced rule set, kind of. Yeah, I've got a friend who who does that. He plays Lizardmen, and uh, he's trying to... He, he doesn't live too far away from me, so he, he, we're trying to schedule a, a get-together. So we can relive that fifth army, fifth edition army box, Bretonians versus Lizardmen. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! Oh man, I love that shit. I love like battle recreations and things like that. That's so much fun. Ah, oh, that's yes. cool. Um, so what do you do outside of the hobby? What are some What are some things that you do uh, when you're not trying to uh, turn a little man's pants from gray plastic to to blue? <laughs> Um, so I'm a massive fan of, and this is going to sound really boring, but bear with me, reading. I love reading. I, I think that's a nerd thing. Anything. We we all like reading. 
Oh yeah. Um, well, I've just got got past two and a half thousand books on my Kindle. Um, all of them read. <laughs> Hot most damn. Of the, most of them more than once. <laughs> I will read anything as long as it's not romance or maths based because I, I don't do numbers. Um, so science fiction, fantasy, history, true crime. Um, yeah, love it. Uh, so. <laughs> Excuse me. My favourite authors, uh, uh, oh, where to start? Joe Abercrombie, uh, Brandon Sanderson, Elizabeth Moon, Dan Abner, obviously. Um, yeah, I I like those. Uh, if if a book, if a book can genuinely be used for propping doors open or perhaps beating off home invaders, with, <laughs> you know, like. The really thick ones, and then even better if it's part of a massive long series like the Wheel of Time or, you know, the um, the the George R. R. Martin ones. Yeah, yeah, June. That's a good one. Oh, you could give yourself a hernia picking June up if you're not careful. Oh yeah, I've only I've only ever read the first like the actual Herbert Dune books, but they're my favorites. I haven't read any of his son stuff, but man, I love Dune more than more than I love most things in this world. So that's great. Um, you make to read Dune every couple of years. I read Dune once a year. I read the original Dune once a year. Mm, so, um, the reason that we have you on here now that we know who you are, we know your background. Uh, the reason that we have you on here is when you go to your Instagram page, like we did. Um, the very first thing that we learned about you is that you are what's called a transhumeral dominant hand amputee. What does that mean example, exactly? Uh, so transhumeral means a cut straight across the humerus, which is the upper arm bone. Mm -hmm. uh, and dominant hand amputee means that I was left-handed and it was my left arm that I lost the use of. So I'm missing my left arm uh, from between my shoulder and what would have been my elbow about halfway. Wow. And how long ago, how long ago did you have this uh, procedure done? Um, initially, I had a motorbike accident in 2014 and permanently paralyzed uh, my arm at that point. Um, I did have surgery to try and restore some of the use, but unfortunately, it didn't take. And then five years after my accident, so 2019, I decided that I was fed up of carting around um, a useless lump of uh, meat and uh, bones. So I asked if I could have an amputation and they said yes. So for quality of life, uh, I just asked them to take it off for me. Yeah, I guess that would get a little annoying. It's just like carrying around, you know, what, like 15 pounds of dead weight or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last time I was saddled with uh, with all this useless baggage, I, I got divorced. So um, you know. <laughs> you've you've worked on that one. You've you've workshopped that before, haven't you? Uh, believe me, there's more. There's more. <laughs> I, That's I announced, great. Announced my amputation on Facebook with, I lost five point three pounds overnight. Click here to find out how. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah i did ask the surgeon if he would weigh it for me um because unfortunately i wasn't allowed to keep my arm which you know is fair enough but yeah i said oh, could you uh, this is going to sound really weird but he said do you want me to wear it and i went yeah 
<laughs> but I still didn't get slimmer of the week at Slimming World, did I? No. <laughs> Eleanor lost six pounds. Bloody Eleanor. That's, half, that's half a stone, guys. I know. I know. What's all that about? Outrageous. I'm fucking dying. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you got in you got into gaming before your before your accident. Uh and you've since lost the use of your dominant hand, which you did have amputated, and now you are uh adapting to continue to paint, to continue to hobby with your non-dominant hand. So you are now learning to paint with your right hand. And Correct, yeah. that is fucking fantastic. That is <laughs> hobby hero shit. It's like <laughs> We we just like we saw that and we were like, yeah, this chick's this chick's cool as fuck. Um <laughs> what are some of the adaptations you've had to make uh for for your for your experience? Um well there's a, a few different things that I do. Um and I've also had to sort of um look at the process from I mean most people you buy a box of models, bust them out, you know, bish by bosh, put them together, job done, and then crack on painting. For me, model assembly is by far the hardest um, you know, part of the, the process because obviously I can't hold the piece while I'm taking off mold lines or uh, you know, gluing things together. So my absolute number one piece of kit that I use is blue tack, humble blue tack. Love it. Um, I've got a big ball of it on my desk and I push the, the piece of plastic into it. There's my and big ball I of blue tack that I showed yeah. to the camera right there. Always hobbier, hobbier's best friend. Yeah, too, right? Um, so, yeah, I've I've had to sort of uh, come up with a, a few um, ways to, to make life easier with one hand. And blue tack is definitely doing a lot of the, uh, the heavy lifting. Um, and then from a painting side of things, uh, I think that so the most important thing when you're learning to paint with your wrong hand is to appreciate just how god awful everything you produce is going to be <laughs> until until you've got a bit more practice at it. I've, I've got this this poor space marine called Nigel the Ultramarine, and I got him when I first started trying to to paint right-handed. And wow, it really does look like a three-year-old's been at it. it it's absolutely horrendous. Uh, I never even finished. So Nigel's only got one arm as well because I was so disappointed by the piss poor effort that I produced. I never even finished assembling him. Oh my goodness! So, uh, so now Nigel sits above my painting desk, looking down sternly and somewhat regretfully at me as a uh, as I as I paint. Uh, I've got. Uh, I do have a prosthetic arm, uh, and in fact, that's partly where my username comes from, uh, the real iron hand. Although I suppose technically it's the real aluminium surgical braid steel. <laughs> doesn't quite roll off the, uh, the tongue. And it's not a powered prosthetic. It's, uh, it's a socket that, has, that goes over my stump, and then it has... There's pictures of this on, on Instagram not too far back. It and it's got a, a ratchet mechanism um in the what would be the elbow so that the, the I'm, 
I'm doing finger quotes here, like you can all see me. <laughs> finger quote forearm. Uh, so that can ratchet upwards, uh, up and down. <laughs> and then... I just got that. I just got what you were saying. <laughs> oh, and, <no>. then... <laughs> and then it's got a, like a ball joint at the wrist uh, with a, a brass collar to so that the, the wrist can rotate. And then what I what I got done, there's this specific type of painting handle that I really like. It's called the Grim Grip. And I got mine from, uh, well, I, I actually got it through an Instagram contact at Maidens Minis. And, Maidens uh, Minis, is that on Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let me go ahead and grab that real fast at Maidens Minis. Okay. Yeah. Is that all one word? Uh, yeah. Let me just... Uh, look it up it's uh it's a fantastic piece of kit it, oh, it was actually yep. designed by um by guys specifically for disabled hobbyists and oh wow it's great it's it's a really useful piece of kit even for people who don't have any limitations um so you've got the the wooden um cylinder that you hold and then it's got a round metal ball on top of that and then uh like a uh i don't know what you call it like a almost like a hat it's like a disc that sits on top of this metal ball if you put magnets under your models like most uh, like lots of people do for for uh, storage or transport mm -hmm. then you can put your model on top of this hat and then the hat will rotate around the ball um so that you can get into all the awkward nooks and, and crannies and um you can turn the model more or less upside down which is really difficult um to do without a proper painting handle i mean sometimes i sometimes i paint just by sticking the the model straight onto the blue tap on my desk if i'm not really feeling the prosthetic uh but if i if i've got something super detailed or awkward to get get at then uh, then i pop the arm on and i love that painting handle so much that I took my prosthetic down to the uh, local hospital that looks after me. I said, is there any chance you could bolt one of these onto the end of my arm? And they said, yeah, no worries. So uh, that's so fucking have... cool. <laughs> yeah. So I've got one of those uh, painting handles bolted onto the end of my prosthetic arm. That's um, awesome. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So you added this adaptation to the end of your arm you've become officially part cyborg and you're like attaching uh bits and pieces of kit to yourself you are now human hobby um that's <laughs> fucking rad i'm i'm so like i'm i'm actually in awe of of what you've done like seeing what you're able to do um i don't know i don't think i have i'll turn on the camera for my uh for my zoom meeting here and i'll show you i i today i sat down and i started painting with my left hand which is my non-dominant hand and i did not do a very good job that i was happy with i got very frustrated and immediately went back to um hobbying with my with my proper hand so i must say 110 percent that um what you're doing is truly truly fucking inspiring that's so cool oh thanks very much um so it, it did take it took a long time to get past that 
just wanting to yeet stuff against the wall in frustration. Oh, and, fucking uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so Heavy, so you, we talked about your painting. Uh, do you play any of the games at the moment? I do. Um, now, I didn't restart the hobby uh, post-accident at the best of times because it was just before lockdown, the first lockdown. So I didn't get to play a great deal um, until recently. And I have a confession to make. So I had a few tutorial games of Warhammer 40,000 with my Gene Steeler cults. Yeah. I think I might actually be a bit too stupid to play Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much to remember. There is so much. Objectives. And your warlord traits, and your this, and your that, and obviously, you know, Gene Steeler Cult's not not the easiest army to play uh, anyway. Uh, so I had three games of that, and thought maybe I'll come back to this. <laughs> so what I've actually spent my time uh, playing recently is Kings of War by Mantic Games. Okay. which is a rank-and-flank successor styly to the old Warhammer fantasy battle yes. uh, that we know, knew and loved. Yes, yes, there was there was a big gaping hole in the hobby gaming world when Age of Sigmar appeared and uh, fantasy battle disappeared. Um, mm. But yeah, so how... Um, so with Kings of War, so I've never played Kings of War, but how many models roughly would you say is in the the standard force for a standard size game well that depends very much on whether you are uh playing a low model count army like me i play ogres or if you're playing goblins or or ratkin um who are the sort of skaven and have a billion um (laughs) yeah so in kings of war you have different unit sizes. Uh, you've got troop, which is the smallest regiment, um, horde, and then depending on on the army, some will have units that come in legions. And um, a legion can be sixty models, uh, which sounds horrendous. But Mantic do this thing called um, preferred model count. So right. what that means is that you don't literally have to have sixty goblins on on your base you could have 45 and they could be on um they you can do this thing called multi-basing where instead of having them all on their own little 25 or 20 uh mil square bases yeah you can have a footprint for the unit size and then you can um have them all stuck directly onto that in like a you, oh, the creativity is bananas. Um, you don't you can, remove casualties in Kings of War. You correct? don't know when when the unit is, you know, dead to all intents and purposes. It means that it's completely routed, and you just take the entire unit off the battlefield in one go. So you don't have to to take. Yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't shrink in size. Yeah, like exactly. in old battlefield. Yeah, very okay, much. Yeah, so. Nice. So like unit um, um, fillers, but to the extreme. Exactly, yeah. and you can have you can have basically mini dioramas if you're creative yeah. enough. Um, to you know, there's there's some absolutely stunning 
conversion and modeling work that goes on. It's a, a great game for creativity. Um, and because it's it's also model agnostic. So in in my ogre army, um, so my ogres are pirates and they're nice. called the Yoho Hogers because <laughs> I am that lame. <laughs> and I've got a mix of I've got the the current underworld's uh buccaneer ogre but i've got cool. the oh it's a great model it's really fun to paint as well brilliant um i've got the old uh pirate ogre uh the man-eater ogre from uh fantasy well age of sigma slash fantasy is, games is one with the holding an That's anchor standing one. on a chest yeah tactical and, chest. and a tactical chest and he's Instead of a parrot on his shoulder, he's got a knobler in a parrot costume. <laughs> and the, the knobler's got his arms folded like, I did not sign up for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got some 3D printed um, ones. So I've got some uh, guys with cannons, but they're literally holding the cannons because they're big, strong ogres. Uh, one of them's yeah. obviously run out of ammunition because he's got it in an overhead smash position. Um, and I've got some Mantic models as well. So you can mix and match, you can do what you like. Um, there's people that play one of the factions, Kingdoms of Men, and they play it with their historical Roman Legion miniatures or, you know, uh, yeah. it's brilliant. Um, so it literally is, you know, what have you got that you can put together an army for? And you can do, Direct uh, comparisons from fantasy battles, you know, the elves, the dwarves, goblins, orcs, etc. But there's also some really uh, creative and, and unique factions like the Night Stalkers, who are kind of Cthulhu cosmic horror esque, lots of tentacles and brains, and oh, mm -hmm. it, it's really quite disturbing. But that made my ears perk up. Yeah. Uh, and they're just about to, uh, they've just launched their sort of consolidated rule book, uh, the Big Red Book. Um, so now's a great time to, to get into it because all the, the rules from various uh, sort of expansions are, are in it. Uh, and uh, unlike a few other um, systems where you need 72 books uh, to play, looking at you, Necromunda, uh, you just <laughs> need the one. <laughs> And uh, it gets updated every year with a, a small sort of supplement book. Uh, but it's great fun. And it's the best thing about it is that it's really intuitive and easy to pick up for those of us who are perhaps not great at braining new rules. And yeah, it's fantastic. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's really sort of put some fun back into life. Right on. Do you so the last couple of years? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I, I was just going to say the last couple of years hard to reclaim um, effectively. So the the main issue I have with my arm isn't so much the fact that it's not there anymore. It's the fact that as far as my brain is concerned, it is still there and it really bloody hurts. So, oh. Phantom yeah, phantom pain. phantom pains. That's that's a that's a pain in the ass, eh? What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, it's a doozy. Uh, and unfortunately, it was there right from the, you know, the day after 
uh, I woke up in hospital, it was there straight away, even though at that point my arm was still on, um, according to my brain, it wasn't there anymore because it had gone completely dark. So yeah, that, that's probably the biggest impediment to my hobby at the moment is because although the mind is very much willing and, and really wants to get in there and sling some paint around, the, uh, the, the body unfortunately does not always play ball. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Do do you play mostly like at clubs or do you go to events? Uh, I've only been playing for two months, so the events might have to hang on until next year. Um, but I, I play at the Plymouth Association of Wargamers. Um, I live just in inside the Cornwall border. Uh, so I go across to, to Plymouth in Devon to play. And there are a, a really great bunch of, of people. It's a, uh, the, there's a big range of systems played. So there's the Kings of War for the fantasy rank and flank gamers. Um, there's some 40K and there's a lot of historical um, gaming, you know, bolt action, and, uh, a lot of sort of ancient empires kind of uh, kind of gaming go, goes on, all different scales. And uh, they've been fantastic. They've been really welcoming and, you know, ta taught me how to play, answered all my daft questions, reminded me for the 78th time that I needed a three to hit. You know, <laughs> they're, uh, they're great. And a few of them, uh, I, I play on a Monday night, 2v2 games of King's War uh, in town. Um, so yeah, fantastic guys. That's and awesome. Outs yeah, they're, they're just so, so lovely. And outside of uh, that club, I'm a part of the uh, UK Hobbyist Network Discord. Um, which I joined a couple of years ago. So when I was sort of first getting back into hobbying and it's, although it's an online uh, community, everyone's so friendly and just on the hobbying side of things, but, you know, social support there if you need it, mental health. Um, and I'm actually going to Hereford at the end of this month where uh, three or four of them live. Um, and I'm going up there to to try and learn Warhammer 40,000 again, <laughs> taking my iron hands and my gene steel cults up with me, and hopefully this time it might stick. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna give you the boot camp version of uh, 40k, huh? Gonna, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's every time cool. I get a rule wrong, they're gonna make make me drop and give them 20. <laughs> <laughs> That would well, be so I, fucking I terrible. I can do push-ups. I can do push-ups with two arms. What am I going to do? With yeah. <laughs> I um, I get so many rules wrong, and especially in a game like 40k, where there's so much bloat going on right now that you just you there's there's so many rules to get wrong. No, I, I'd be fucking ripped by the time I got out of there. <laughs> That's why I keep yeah. Grant around. Grant's I'm, the rules not... guy. <laughs> does Does he tell you? No, 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 no. Please. He goes. He, he goes. That's not how that works. And I go, no. It says so. In my, he goes, no, no. Read the whole sentence. And I go, oh, you're right. And he goes, yeah, I know I'm right. I read the rule. Uh, <laughs> I just look at the pretty pictures in the books. I don't care. I like the pictures. 
That's the best part. Uh, that's definitely it's definitely one thing GW do get right in their books. There are yeah, they do. Oh man, yeah the the artwork, the story, the lore, the background, fantastic. Can't absolutely can't fault them on any of that. It's, yeah. Are there? I, I like reading battle tomes and codexes um, for armies I don't even play, just to to look at the the pictures. What yes, I have I have a huge collection of sixth edition fantasy. Uh, army books for armies that I've never owned models for mm. uh, just because of how they interlinked and the um, the timelines that they used to publish in those army books and then you get to see the different events from different sides yeah the same and what one calls it a massacre and one calls it like you know a small fight a small skirmish and because <laughs> of how they saw it like one it's it's a huge devastation in their civilization and in the others it's just a footnote because it didn't matter yeah. it's a mild like, inconvenience like, yeah like oh that city was just in the way so we went through it <laughs> kind of thing yeah i, I loved all, all of that stuff constantly mm. reading it when i was growing up that's awesome mm. are there are there any games heather that you want to learn to play or are you like pretty stuck with what you got right now there's so many. <laughs> yes, um, there there is oh no shortage. Gosh. I mean, yeah. If you said to me, "What game do you know how to play?" I'd say Kings of War. And then if you say, "And, and what stuff do you have?" I'd say, um, "Well, I've got my Iron Hands and Gene Steeler Celts and Admet for forty thousand, and then I've got my Stormcast Eternals and Cruel Boys and Silverneth for Age of Sigma." And I've got some Fallout, Wasteland Warfare, NCR models. Uh, I've got Orlocks for Necromunda. Um, I've I've got uh, some Song of Ice and Fire, uh, Stark Outriders. I've got, <laughs> and then if you say, and how many games of all those systems have you played? I'd probably pretend that my phone had gone, and I'd have to go. <laughs> Sorry, I'd, who is this? I'd, Prank caller. I've got to take. Prank caller. I've got to take this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, part of that is a legacy of getting back into things well, yeah, during lockdown. Part of it is that I have zero impulse control. So this is a great hobby to be in, isn't it? Um, yeah. and, uh, part of it is that I have all these ideas and enthusiasm, um, but can't always uh, physically sit at the desk and paint. Um, some of it is sort of long burn project, like my Crawl Boys, for example. Um, I am doing Skullbugs, who are terrible in the meta and have awful rules, but they have really cool lore and they just sort of sparked a bit of uh, imagination. So I've got this really good friend called Sam, who's a, an absolute wizard at conversions and kit bashing. Um, she's on Instagram as at green stuff and blue, like N blue. Um, and I send us random stuff in, in the post and say, can you do this with this and do that? And she said, yeah, there you go. So, for example, uh, you know the big that the boys have got? Yeah. Um, so, so because I'm doing skull bugs and they're all about creepy crawlies and and uh yeah in the law my vulture is going to be alariel's sylvaneth 
but with Mortarian's wings from 40k. Oh, so cool. it's going to be a great big sort of wing beetle thing. So, uh, so I send send them off to Sam. Say, can you put these wings on that? And then, yeah, no problem. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it with, with uh, color shift paint. You know, so it looks like beetle. Uh, beetle shell uh, beetle the, shell. yeah the iridescent beetle shell that'll be really yeah, cool that's, yeah that's it hopefully i'll probably get around to it in about 2025 so watch this space yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm looking at her i'm looking at her profile right now and she's got some really cool conversions on here this is this is great because this was going to be the next question i was going to ask you is you know do you have any hobby heroes like do you have any people that you look up to and i mean that's that's a really good one to start with is there is is there anybody else that you would love to shout out right now or people that you think uh deserve to have more followers than they do uh sure so um there's uh, a couple of uh people that i find really inspiring um in terms of hobbying um there's a chap called dave and he has a channel called ms paints and the reason it's called ms paints is because he has ms and it's obviously it's a progressive disease um that affects people in in loads of different um ways and to different extents and he has tremors in his hand and it also his vision is affected um but what he decided to do was to make a channel to show people um not only tips and tricks for how to hobby around your disability but just the fact that you can still do it even if bits don't work the same way that they used to so he's on um he's on youtube and he's on instagram his instagram handle is ms underscore paints underscore um dave walker uh absolutely solid guy he's he's just started playing around with gundam <laughs> oh wow oh yeah uh, that's a, we, that's an intense uh, intense side of the hobby isn't it very intense side of the hobby we have a we have a friend who is a um who has ms uh and still loves to to do hobby um who we play uh 30k with yeah he, uh, yeah he's hmm. changed his handle again Oh no, did he? Uh, yeah, so it's Jody, come on, uh, bro. It's now <laughs> Gulliman's. Yeah, Gulliman's underscore unknown son. Gulliman's uh, unknown son. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jody, for doing that nonsense. Just fucking I, I, people I, things I, 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 That's where I was going next. But yeah, Jody, uh, Jody's a commission painter as well. Um his work is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, he was diagnosed uh yeah fairly recently probably within the last few years but he's uh yeah he's he's playing ice hockey uh with his daughter and it's yeah he's not letting him yeah absolutely he's, he's one of our, our true hobby heroes as well yep jody's yeah. the best so shout out to dave walker uh and shout out to uh to jody uh anybody else that you want to shout mm -hmm. out uh, yeah, when I first started watching YouTube tutorials, back into it, uh, the the first thing that I painted was um, my iron hands. I decided that I'd do Space Marines because they were nice, big, chunky models, and I thought that would be easier uh, to to get started with with the wrong hand. 
And yeah. I thought, well, iron hands, it's got to be, isn't it? You know, a, a whole chapter full of elective amputees. I can uh, I can relate to that. Um, and I found a tutorial uh, using contrast paints. And um, I've been a friend had said, oh, you should try contrast paints. They're great for beginners and they might be really easy for you to to get the hang of rather than, you know, trying to wet blend and all this jazz. Um, so the channel that I found uh, was JH Miniatures, Juan Hidalgo, and he's on Instagram as jh.miniaturas, um, and he's fantastic. He's he's so skilled, so talented, but he, he's got this um, ability to show you how to, how to paint it in a way that looks amazing, but you think, yeah, I could, I could probably do that. But I understand the concept and the technique that he's using. Um, oh, wow. So I, uh, I think he's just he's bonkers good. Yeah, yeah he absolutely is absolutely bonkers. Good. And, I'm looking at I'm looking know, at some of this stuff that he's been putting out. This is really really great stuff. I oh, go I go fucking there. super hard for the uh, for like technical like high technical paint um in our in our share the hobby love segments i'm always kind of pointing out things that are like really smooth non-metal metallics and things like that i love that shit and i i go hard to the paint for that so this is this is a good this is a good one for uh for me to follow personally i think mm. oh and he yeah. paints lots of vampires i love vampires yeah. His his Cursed City uh, series on YouTube is well one it's hilarious and two it's uh some making great models great sculpts just look you know absolutely stunning um, and it's all contrast paint and then highlights you know with, with normal layer paints with no no airbrushing or anything it's all and he's just. A, a fantastic guy in fact i liked him so much that i joined his patreon and uh his, on his discord server he's so responsive and you can ask him anything and yeah he does a, a monthly review for patreon so you can send him pictures of of a model and then ask him for yeah I've, i need some help on my blending or can you tell me how what you think of this nmm or, or whatever and you get really in-depth comments back. Um, yeah, just a, a thoroughly nice guy. Um, so definitely look up to him. And it, it was, if I was to say one person that got me back into the hobby and believing that I could actually do it, it would be him. So big up one. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think um, we've covered a lot of that. Grant, do you have any, any last questions that you would like to ask uh, Heather? Uh, so... Uh, what is your favourite photo that you've seen on Instagram this week? Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, it would have to be uh, the Angel Night by Den of Imagination. So, oh, Den of Imagination, very good stuff. It's basically what if Imperial Night, but Dark Angels. Fantastic. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. He's got like a. Uh... He's got a tabard and and a uh, hood over the knight's head. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. The bonkers level painting ability from that account. Absolutely, eye absolute eye candy. Oh, look at that! Look at that cloak. 
with all the filigree and things on it. Mm. Beautiful. And the so shoulder pads. Leaves, leaves and vines for the forest and caravan. Yeah. That is a gorgeous I, model. Yeah. The, very, very simple conversion and amazing paint job. Execution, yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that whole account is just wow. Yeah. <laughs> the lion, the lion on the knee pad. Fuck, I'm in love with that. <laughs> Look at that. Beautiful. Well done. Oh, and he's stepping on a night. He's stepping on a night lord. Yeah. Oh, killer. <laughs> I love the yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah, the I shoulder pads are where it's at, though. That that um, fresco of the the dark angels with their plasma cannons going to war. That's yeah, fucking yeah. bad, dude. The more I look at it, the more little details I notice. That is just wow. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a real good one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for that. That is our very first ever uh, share the hobby love from a guest. So awesome. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, thank you very much for giving us your time, Heather. It's been really cool talking to you. It's been really, uh, like I said, you're, you're very inspiring, uh, you know, not just for the fact that you're you've been through a lot, but for the fact that you're not letting it get you down, you've got a, you've got a great disposition and you're overcoming uh, what's been thrown at you with a, with a smile and uh, with your head down and shouldering through uh, to get to the other side and learn to be a better hobbyist. That's fucking fantastic. You are definitely a hobby hero. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been great fun. Right on. Um, Grant, any, any last words for our, uh, for our loved ones at home. Well, just remember that we love you. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye, Heather. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find our Facebook fan page at Throw and Dice Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Throw and Dice Pod. You can follow our personal Instagrams at LDestructo83 and Arch underscore Magos. You can email us with questions or comments at throwanddicepod at gmail.com. And thank you so much for our ripping theme song to riff your pod on Instagram and Bandcamp. One last thing. Keep safe. Keep it happy. Keep sharing the hobby love. And keep throwing throwing dice. dice. When old people try and use the internet, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, you, usually it's me or Grant's wife that are shit talking Grant on the uh, on the episode. But now we've got a we've got a guest that's going to get in on the shit talking Grant. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>